I really spent a half a million on the house for granted. I'm really out here dancing. I'm really not romantic. I really got that petty. Hey, hey, I really know it's Eddie. Hey, what's up, man? We're back. It's first smoke of the day, and this is episode 48. It's your boy, Pat Gods here. I'm here with my co-host, Blackleaf. What's up, Blackleaf? What up, what up? And we got a super special guest in the building today, Miss Rad Reefer. How are you? <laughs> I, um, I'm solid, and I'm like, is this real life? Is this really what's going on right now? So super blessed to be here. Um, and, oh, man, we're about to get into it. <laughs> I can always tell Miss Rad Reefer, I see the hair. She always has <laughs> the most colorful hair in the industry. Hey. You know? Yeah. It's your signature. It's one of your signatures. No, it's at this totally, point. It's on brand, yo. <laughs> it is. Uh, and it matches some of the weed. I, I feel like all about the colors. <laughs> That's uh, uh, colors of cannabis all day. Hashtag. <laughs> well, I mean, you're like one of the, the girls that really like we watch you get your hands dirty on your story all the time. Like you're in the grow. Um, you're not it's not just a job for you. And you can tell because the amount of cultivation you're always doing is a full time job for anybody. I feel like um, you definitely get to a point where you absolutely have to love it or or you ain't going to be about it and it'll show like it doesn't translate if you if you don't have the passion behind it because it's rough. Oh, are we allowed to cuss? You can do whatever ah, you want. We are as uncensored. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, it's been a fucking gnarly journey. Um, I feel like uh, I want to say my Instagram uh, has done some wonderful numbers in the last few years, considering we. Um, are super shadow banned in the industry. Like none of us are allowed to even play in the sandbox, so to speak. Uh, but I definitely feel like it's going to change with time. So uh, I love what you're doing with regards to like the pivot and constantly producing content and creating things that's connecting with the audience and building the tribe because um, it's all about like legit culture. There's a lot of... Um, suits and mm -hmm. and i'm so blessed to be chilling with some roots right now <laughs> <laughs> i like that, I like that. so uh yeah appreciate this is, um i can't i can't say enough good things about you guys but goodbye been seeing been seeing her at the events since we came out here yeah i mean Eight you've years, been out here seven years a long least. time yeah. um start with the beginning of the journey talk yeah. about your first time smoking weed oh Oh, <laughs> let's go way what back. Type let's of go weed way back. With? Yeah, we want to hear it. The first boyfriend or? Um, you know, so, so I feel like a lot of us across the board, we um all uh, started smoking early. Um, what, how old were you when you started smoking? I mean, my first time smoking weed ever was 13, but I didn't start smoking, smoking until like 17. Okay. 18. High schoolish. Yeah. Just at the end. When my parents said they went and got divorced, I had ran off and smoked. Like I had two, and then but I don't count that because I had it. He I was up his pillowcase. I literally, yeah, literally, and like went into like <laughs> huffing bowls of some shit that like the homies that I used to, but I don't count that because I didn't even know what I was doing. And I, it was so young. It, I think I was in middle school that I was just like, I just like dipped from the house for a few days and then mm -hmm. came back, and mm -hmm. it was like, but then. Uh, my first time really smoking where I was like, well, I understood what this was. And like, 
I understood my body and the change oh, it made. Yeah. Freshman right. year in college. Oh, you know? so a little early. But before yeah, he was that, it was kid. literally like I could have been smoking grass. And that I would have been like, yeah, fuck. So you know, you're, you're out of body experience damn near at that point. Yeah. So yeah. good. So um, just for those of you who observed what just happened unanimously across the board, there is a first time you hit it, but then a first time you really smoke. Mm-hmm. So my first time that I hit it. Okay, I'm like a smart cookie. I, uh, to be real with you, like over 4.0 GPA, um, uh, full ride scholarship to Cal Poly San Luis Obispo for architectural design, but I went like wildly left field. <laughs> so didn't do any of that. Um, and, you know, uh, awesome, like turn of events, a series of unfortunate events, but, but really my first time smoking was in the back of a car with a girlfriend who um, wanted to go out with like, some guys who were older, like classic, like, and uh, she just kept hyping up Oreos, how great they were for munchies. And um, I, my, um, my preference in high school and such was uh, I partied, we were drinkers. I became a bartender um, with time. And so uh, I ended up like being a bartender on Bear Mountain and snowboarding the whole season for free. She was okay. So, and that's in high school. So no, oh God, it's all over. So um, backseat of the car and I pretended to hit it. So this was like 15, 16. And I was like, oh, I'm so stoned. I'm ripped. Right? Yeah. <laughs> These Oreos are so great. I had to drive home, bro. You know what I'm saying? So obviously 16, maybe 15 with my permit. But I didn't dabble. I didn't fuck around early. I was just like a smart cookie, right? Um, committed. I was, a, I'm a nerd. Low key, I'm a fucking nerd, but okay. So when I got like high, high, um, I moved to the beach when I was in, I moved to nor Northern San Diego County, like Oceanside. Oceanside was my spot. Uh, my girlfriend, uh, one of my besties had moved away from, um, us when we were all growing up in high school, she moved away. So I was like, oh, I'm fucking coming. So, you know, I, I was in this at the time um, with the area I grew up in. um, It was like tailgating and bonfires. And um, I had like a 12 inch lifted truck on 36s. I did a lot of show trucks. I ride bikes. I'm super SoCal. I bet you can kind of tell. The dress doesn't say much, but yo, backwards cap all day. I'm so SoCal. So I'm a, I'm a bro. (laughs) But, um, it just wasn't, con- it wasn't the same like group of stoners. So we were just different groups. But when, when we moved to Oceanside, um, the culture is different there. You know how you like get out of your like bubble that you grow up in and you experience the world for what it is. So just like super chill. Like I sold my truck and like rode a beach cruiser around the beach. I commuted by bicycle. I fucked up and didn't know that the whole city was hills. I thought it was like beach, right? No, bro. So I was like hoofing it 40 miles. No, it took me some time and a lot of accidents, but yeah, I was booking it. And so, um, yeah, I first got stoned. Uh, I was, I was dating a boy. You nailed it. I was dating a boy. (laughs) He was a stoner. He was a little bit of a like bad boy vibe. Um, and he shotgunned it to me. He was like super like real classy about it. <laughs> That's a gentleman right there. Shit. What happened to him? Um 
That one was one of those that you just wish it should, it lasted a year, should have lasted a month. So, (laughs) but, but I got me involved, right? And my bestie who was at the beach and stuff, shout out Sydney, love you. So uh, she um, had always been, yeah, oh my God, let (laughs) me connect you. They get fire down there in Oceanside, though. It's a great place to smoke weed. Absolutely beautiful place and fire crippy down in San Diego. Like It's a whole thing. Like 2012 is when like dabs and honey oil, like the Ocean Beach Collective down there in Mm -hmm. super deep San Diego and Pacific Beach, all those collectives down there. Like we used to call those dabs the future because there wasn't a name for it then and it was so fucking sweet and it had the globes with the little titanium nail and you would drop it in swish it and it sh- and you were like leveled so red hot dabs i remember dude, that yes, very well it was kind of why i don't dab now and she the thing you're talking about too is like even before that where you have a globe mm-hmm. and it has a piece that sits in and it's a it's looks a like the titanium nail bowl. but you heat it up from 1 to 10 and it vaporizes the dab and fills the globe it and then you gnarly. suck the smoke out I only know this because the OGs who came before me, when I was like going through their old shit, I'm like, what, what is the fuck this? Is this? They're like, oh, that's yes. how you used to get the high, future. youngin. I swear to God, like the old homies when I came up and I'm like, <laughs> like who future. would have ever like, and you look it's straight out and it looks like it should have been in the 1960s next to the microwave. You're like, you got this and it's then the smart. microwave. It's not, it's, it's like beef after the skillet. Yeah. You know, it was crazy. So trippy um, times. So yeah, he shotgunned it to me. My girlfriend smoked good fucking weed in the area. It makes a difference if you have access. Yeah, big Because ninety percent of I, I bless your guys' hearts, but most of y'all don't know what good weed is. And with time and commitment and effort and knowing the right people, you will. But a lot of people don't know what they're talking about. I think get next to a grower too, yeah. fresh weed, right? Good oh, weed and oh, fresh weed. Oh, all day. And a lot of people have never had fresh weed. Uh-huh, and uh-huh. you being a grower, I mean. It makes a difference. Oh, we're going to discuss this. I got to I gotta um, write down terpenes. <laughs> um, so I probably just move that. Okay. So, I mean, where does it go from there then, Michelle? So you guys start to smoke and you start to enjoy Ooh. cannabis. When does, does it start to, are you when seeing does- plants yet? <laughs> I mean, cause you're like a grower, grower. So, so um, um, pre smoking, mm-hmm. uh, it's always been plants for me. Um, uh, I actually had a little online hustle. I used to, um, cultivate and hybridize water lilies and water lotus and bare root ship them across the U S to p- pond plants because our waters out here are seasons we get hotter faster and then the rest of the country like thawed out later. So I could ship monster plants and I was just hustling. And then um, in that San Diego area, uh, there's a there's a military base down there, Camp Pendleton. And um, there's just lots of military dudes. And uh, I ended up um, dating this military guy. He was getting out. Uh, he was m- maybe a year or two younger than me. This was like 2000, maybe 13 mm-hmm. or so. And um, and for me, um, I was just uh, jovially smoking pastime. I don't have like ailments, you know, knock on wood. Um, and And I wasn't growing or anything. I was just. You enjoy the mind, the state of mind, mm-hmm. the, the, the mindset. culture of mm-hmm. the area. It was a whole thing. It was a whole vibe. This was like 
pre-shows, pre-secret sessions, like if you knew these groups of people down in SoCal, then you guys, you guys fucking know the beat. So it's like this kid, once he finally got out of military, once he finally was discharged, super smart, et cetera. Um, I feel like the veteran, the veterans situation, they don't take care of our guys. They don't. And, and that's something that definitely needs to fucking change because I watched firsthand this dude finally get to consume cannabis because he wasn't under contract anymore. Mm -hmm. And to watch like how completely different his person, like him to see the stresses go away, to see the different like things that had happened to him while he was in service. And, and knowing that that's like something that to this day, like our veterans are being drug tested. They don't get their benefits if there's cannabis in their shit. You know what I'm saying? Like not fucking cool. Yes. So um living in San Diego and and like at this point like dating somebody who was needed it as literal medicine um I uh like fucking popped some seeds and um like threw up a tent and like threw up some CFLs and like just went for it and uh it I was good at it. I was so good at it. It was like uh you see boo boo and you see mids and you see that, that, you know, that gas, bro. Yeah. So, um, what strain, what strain, you remember what strain you oh first man, popped this seeds was up? like, this was, was some chem 91. Oh, so it was real seeds. This like was a breeding like, project. um, Skywalker OG. Um, this was maybe also when like, uh, dog Walker mm -hmm. chem 91 was a thing. Gas. Um, do you remember the strain called, I think it was the Mazar Mazar. Yep. M-A-Z-A-R. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That was a thing. Um, Jack Herrera. Phenomenal yeah. strain. The original, not the J1, the real Jack right. Herrera. Mm -hmm. It Poof. totally took over everybody's gardens uh, and then definitely OGs. Um, so lots of sours, gas, chems, All you know, potent SoCal strains. stuff, SoCal stuff. So uh, uh, um, I want to say. So you grew from seed and you just kept going from seed or you knew how to take clones or how did that evolve? So my life is kind of chaotic and turmoilish, and I'm always moving. And at this point, it goes from, uh, to be real with you, I, I, I was going to move to Mexico. Wow. I, had, I had paid for a house. <laughs> I had paid is, for a house. Is this back then? or This is back then. Okay. No, this is back then. Um, I, I think um, I was caught up in a lot of like, uh, I don't remember his name. It was just a lot of... Um, Joe Rogan ish, like a uh, uh, conspiracy fact. Like these are things that are happening. And I was like, yo, I'm Alex not Jones. That's what I was about yes, to say. That's the guy. Yes. Yo, I shout was, out to Alex Jones. Yes. Yes. Pops, Shit is bro. crazy. You moved I don't know me. what the hell. <laughs> but, um, so I had like paid for a house for like six months in Puerto Vallarta. Super fucking cheap. Hell yeah. Right. Like sold or sold all of our stuff. And, um, we were going to boogie. And we were in Venice Beach saying bye to his mom because um, we were, it's an 1800 mile drive with everything. I was bringing oh, my wow, dirt bikes. down there. Because you got to bring your moving. Yep. You, so loaded up the dirt bikes. I had a fucking buggy. What an like, adventure. It's chaotic, bro. <laughs> I like it though. Dude, move down to Mexico. <laughs> so th this is an attempt. So I'm packed up and ready to go in October. And the motherfuckers changed the immigration laws in November. 
So my plan no longer applied and we had to like heavily reevaluate the situation because then at the time you could apply for your residency and your visa stuff mm -hmm. that to live there, reside there um, locally. Um, now you have to drive back to your fucking border space and, and sign up at the border. And I'm not driving 1800 fucking miles in six months. Like, mm -hmm. so it was just a whole reevaluation pivot ended up like, I lived on a boat in Marina del Rey for the winter and um, that was extra gnarly, like had dogs, uh, dogs all the time. I think I have like three Frenchies right now, just chilling, waiting. Uh, Is it cool living on a boat? You know, there's a whole thing that you uh, get um, land sick after sleeping on the sea because you fall asleep to the waves mm -hmm. and then um, you do it for so long that anything sturdy and stable um, is not the beat anymore. It's like, whoa, bro. It was so it was interesting. Um, but you definitely don't want to do it for a long time. So uh, I went to Big Bear, um, got a fucking cabin. You have it hella cheap off of Craigslist, like took all the Mexico stuff up to mm -hmm. the mountain. Got a job on the mountain. Uh, I was a bartender and um, was able to like snowboard for free and um, was still popping little seeds up there. And um, like some, you know how people always give you plants when they realize that you're growing and then you just obtain plants and obtain plants. But crazy as shit. I'm in Big Bear and I'm in a fucking like giant tiny cabin. What are you smoking on? Do you guys hear that joint? Spark, spark, <laughs> like... Uh, Gee. <laughs> it, you're getting, what is it called? ASMR? That yeah. ASMR, yo. <laughs> we hit the 10 minute mark. We can actually smoke. <laughs> yeah, no, I really want to know. I've dry pulled that and it was so nice. It's some Skittles with some lemon cherry. But not just any Skittles. Who grew that? Uh, I actually don't know. Okay. <laughs> I mean, okay. I got it from Doja. Good. Shout out to my bro, Doja. Yeah, it smells good, though. It's a great batch. <laughs> Doja always it's coming out of the spaceship. If you know, you know. Uh oh, uh oh. Sorry. No, 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 no. No, no. The comments start hating on me when if I interrupt. So. I oh no! I I interrupted. I interrupted. I needed to know. So these they're they're rolling up for some wonderful cushion in our lungs. We're appreciating the sounds right now. I'm just kidding. Okay, so this cherry going. Yeah, we got to be proper about it. I got. I'm mad at you guys for twisting your doobies, though. I'm a folder. I fold. See, look at this. Fold. Yeah, look at those folds. Oh, you mean I usually do that, but if it's too fat, I just you know. He usually. I twist I'm an old school. I'm like guys. If it's too fat, we twist. If it's too fat, we twist. The weeds coming out the end. I just twist it. <laughs> he rolls massive joints. Pat God's rolls beautiful. Like his stuff looks like pre, it's nice. like it looks pre-rolled. It's so scaled sometimes. You I'm know like, when people sorry. can do like a nice, like gradual yes. joint from small. To, like I, I super appreciate when someone can roll like a artistic joint. Uh, it's a whole thing. Mine's yo. like a finger. It's just Quickly, like though. fat and short. Oh, I could do a lot better, but done. it's like I do them quick. So. Okay, okay, that's a whole thing. I actually let's get back into your story though. <laughs> You were up in Big Bear. So you're, you're, you're snowboarding for free. You got a bartending job. Popping seeds. Uh, uh, no tent at this time. It's just CLFs and some like reflective material in a cabin, one room. Because we, I think it was like 700 bucks a month. We were just trying to get up mm -hmm. there. Um, I miss those days. Yeah. not uh, Yes. If you, if you know somebody like that, hang on to them real tight. But uh, uh, 
Bro, so I'm checking out the weed map situation and looking for like the local connects because like it's prime 215. Everybody's like a grower, like a grower direct to consumer style for the most part. And on that mountain, there were like, well, one full send that ran it all fucking day, like would run it into the middle of a six foot snowstorm to deliver you and your buddies snowboarding weed because you Hell left yeah. your shit. You want to know why? Cause I was the bitch that delivered it to you <laughs> because in a series of quick turn and events and such, yo, I uh, may, you know how you just shoot the shit with like your weed homie and, or the, the weed guy, the weed man, the weed man. So mm -hmm. there's like nice, nice reviews. We're allowed to, at this point in the game in Southern California, you're allowed to leave pleasant and not so pleasant reviews on how you think about what the fuck <coughs> you just experienced. And so I went, I went with the best, right? And uh, this was takeover meds mm -hmm. and, um, Dude was super fucking cool. He uh, he would come, he would pull up um, this style delivery because there's always different. I've done a, de uh, a few delivery scenarios over the years and there's always something a little different in terms of like SOPs and how you should handle mm -hmm. it. Definitely based on if you've been robbed in certain particular How ways. to collect the money. Yes, yeah. yeah. So at this point, it was early and we were not that well. Uh, so he would come with a, um, a fucking little igloo ice chest. So there was variety. And all of them were already packaged eighths, but you could like look at the eighths and decide which eighth you wanted of the strain. And so I was getting like a variety of the best of the things that came presented. And you could tell him on the phone or you could tell the gal at the time who was involved on the phone like, what ish you were hoping for it, but they would just bring everything. And so as you're rummaging through all these goodies, it was like, uh, what's that scene where fucking John Cena rolls up as the drug dealer in a movie and he's, oh man, okay, fast forward. Classic. <laughs> John Cena as a drug dealer. <laughs> Dude, I'm yeah. like, what? We're going to yeah. cut scene. I'll, I'll tag you later. So um, I became homies with him. And um, one day, so Big Bear in the summer, um, you wakeboard. Big bear in the winter, you snowboard. So we're out on the lake uh, maybe three months into the year living up there that, that year. I think this might have been 2013 into 14, maybe somewhere in there. Um, and I get a phone call on the lake like, hey. <laughs> and dude is long haired, like hippie like, like uh such a sweetheart. Shout out to my man, Ben. Um, such a sweetheart, dude. Uh, okay, getting ahead of myself. So he calls and is like, what are you up to? And I was like, bro, come meet us out on the lake. We're throwing down this and that. There was a cable park there at the time, too. So we awesome. were right there. Like I was parked right there. Which is a wakeboarding cable park, which it basically pulls you around the lake so you don't need a boat no, so you can hit jumps and wakeboard around super cool mm -hmm, yeah yeah mm -hmm. mm. so i tell him to pull up he pulls up and he basically explains to me that his driver had gotten pulled over in his car because his driver was not a licensed individual so the car got impounded he's a delivery fucking service 
So he's like, babe, can, can we, um, maybe you want to go on some deliveries with me type thing. Like he needed somebody to do the routes with him cause he had orders, et cetera. And I'm like, yeah, like just pull up, you know? So he like taxied over, whatever got dropped off. I got off the lake and we boogied. And so, um, this is like day one of like chilling with somebody outside of like professional weed client, weed man situation. And we're chilling. And we're like getting to know each other. He's like, you know, what are you doing up on the mountain anyways, et cetera. And I told him about Mexico and now we're here and working and just everywhere. Right. And, and this is like, this is a kind of a theme that is, I've done for every fucking year of my life. I think it's so if you run with me, I'm sorry. And thank you for those who like hung in so long because <laughs> oh, that kind of put it. us all over. So Dude's chilling. We have to go by the cops, the sheriff's station up there because he needs to like um, show that he's the owner of the the impounded vehicle and all the things. And I'm like, man, is this like smart? Like, because we're delivering weed. You know what I'm saying? But it's straight. So he happens to say, and I return the question because I'm a great conversationalist and I'm like, yo, what are you doing on the mountain? Like, how the fuck did this guy become the weed man on fucking bear? You know, so. Dude's like, yeah, so I kind of get like some, I got a nice royalties check and uh, uh, I just basically like came from Huntington Beach and came up here and set it all up and set up my homies. It's shout out to all the Florida boys. The Florida boys are always doing the things. He's like, brought Florida guys out. I'm telling you, you guys are movers and shakers. Um, you're wild ones, though, to be clear. <laughs> it had to be. We grew up in the jungle. Dude, right? There's a certain mentality <laughs> with swamp. you guys. The swamp. talking about the jungle. <laughs> no. the jungle. Oh, gosh. I mean, so it depends like on the swamp. The swamp. Big. My bad. <laughs> no, but literally. you want to look at it, man. Some of them. You're deep mud. in the swamp. Yeah, Came the out mud. The mud. You, guys yeah. Are, you guys are a different breed, well, for it's, sure. We always say if you know how to grow in Florida, you can grow anywhere because Ooh. you're you deal with close neighbors. You deal mm -hmm. with schools everywhere. Mm -hmm. Every block, there's a school. I mean, and you also deal with podunk town sheriffs who would love that you smell like weed and you go to the local oh. restaurant. Like, I mean, F Florida was like, you deal with every single weed scenario. So just to, sorry yeah. to break into your story. There's a whole reason why these guys run the way they do. And it totally makes sense. And just like, you know, because I'm very like delivering weed though and going to the sheriff's office. That's something <laughs> not a normal Florida boy thing. I don't know. I don't know about that, dude. Dude. So uh, he he was he he had the paperwork. He was very like licensed up all the things. So it was straight, which made me comfortable. So I I just so he's talking about royalties, and I'm like trying to do some fucking math in my head. Like what what does that equal? Like what could that entail at this point? And um. He's just like, he tells me that he, he was like in a band or whatever and um, did some things with like MTV and he got a royalty check and this is just what he's been doing. He's been doing the weed scene since. And I was like, oh, dope. And I, I feel like I might have like asked his name or something just to like, you know, not be, um, not be, oh, no, I didn't ask. I didn't ask. This is how it happened. I was like, oh, that's dope. What band? And he was like, oh, there's this like this little band like Yellow Card for a while. And I was like, my God. And I, <laughs> I'm like driving. Yo, my age group, we all swooned so fucking hard for Ocean Avenue. Just saying. <laughs> so shout out to. So he's telling me this. 
And I'm like, I'm not a fan girl. I don't, but this is my first like mildly famous person I've ever met. Fast forward all of us 10 years from now, we're, we don't fan girl anything, <laughs> but <laughs> we're all same, same. But at the point I'm like a little 21, you're like, what the fuck is going on? And so like the matrix simulation, I think there's a whole thing bigger than all of this, but <laughs> he gets out of the fucking Jeep that I, I was driving a Wrangler again and um, gets out, pops into the sheriff's office. I whip out my phone and start Googling it like Ben yellow card. Lo and behold, this motherfucker's Ben Harper and is like cheesy, like surfer boy. And he's the guitarist. So the singer, that short bald headed dude, I don't, I don't know. This is his haircut, but. Um, not that guy. That's everybody that we always think about. But this guy was the guitarist and he ripped hella fucking gnarly. And after the sheriff situation, he popped back in the car. We rolled by his house. Dude's got like gold records and platinum records and a giant cabin. And I'm like, oh, wow. And fire weed. Fire weed. Because the Florida homies came through and they were growing and pushing mad fire. If you were on the mountain in the last 10 years and ordered you got it from these guys because it's just it was uh. <laughs> what strains you got some, um, anything that yeah. shined you're like oh man they really did this well <sighs> you know it was a lot of um cali connection stuff i feel like i saw that across the board it was like a theme at that point that was you getting jumped into mm, kind of the cultivation yes. side of things so, okay or? so i uh i How'd that go? Where'd that, where'd that lead yeah. to? It ended up being a conversation where he no longer had a driver because um, dude got voted off of the fucking totem pole, right? Like the audacity to say that I'll do your legal thing and not have a license. So he got voted off and um, I obviously stepped the fuck up and stepped in and dude was like, always going to and from Hollywood because he was still, in, he has his own record label. He does all these, he's still involved. Now he just got like two licenses in New Mexico. New Mexico just went legal. We've been like on the phone, like awesome plotting it out. Cause uh, like uh, everything always full circle. Right. Um, so I was still just popping seeds, but once I saw like, it was just the homies in, in houses up there that were growing good wheat. Mm-hmm. Cause it's always the good stuff that comes out of the smaller Four light, eight light, you know, um, you can't, it's hard to replicate larger, larger, larger. Um, but, uh, yeah, I like just, Aaron from DNA genetics said ooh. you used to only have four lights. So you had eight hours to, to play with four lights. Now mm-hmm. you have a hundred lights with oh. eight hours. So he's like, you had so much more time to focus yes. on smaller gardens. Yes. Yes. Dude. And, and with this whole automation kick, like the irrigation stuff, like, I I was scared to to fucking go on to like um, pumps and timers and irrigation, but I will never. <laughs> You'll not never go do back. It. I will never not do it. Uh, it it automator stay late, dude. It's uh, it's like butter, son, and especially like when it's like super easy and already like you're already given the details. Like Florifex is doing some epic fucking shit where they're doing all the data. And then providing like a kit or a bundle that growers can just like plug in and they already have the details on what a two gallon cocoa pot's going to dry back at this many drips per mils per irrigation event. Like just trying to make it so fucking easy to give it like and then too, when you like double when you um, replicate that on the scaled end of it, like 
so much more time is already in the grower's hand because it's already like written there for you. And, and it, it's just a walk in the park, but um, yeah, so I, I think I just started growing. I, I was brave one day and was like, yo, this is what I grew because it was always uh, the boy, that dude, the military guy was hot headed. He was fucking had some, had some nerve, had some audacity. I was like, was this back in San Diego? So I met him in Oceanside, yes, and then he came with to Big Bear. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you guys were growing together? Um, I grew, he lived life. That's the theme. I all- <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Um, because I just needed him to be like consistently elevated. So I didn't have to deal with any of the sober aftermath that I'm about to fucking tell you about. <laughs> Uh-oh. 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 Plot um, twist. <laughs> and Let's you know, get into it. Dude, you know what's funny is like this This was even aired out on social media back in the day. Like uh, any of you like day <laughs> one motherfuckers. MySpace? Facebook. Oh, Facebook. no, 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 no. Instagram. Instagram. So um, I think right now at, on Instagram, I might be at like 213,000 followers or something. Ooh. Super organic. Um, no, nothing was paid for. I think it's just like how much involved and hands-on and how networking you're trying to like, um, not to say that I don't grow really good weed though, you know, but. Yeah, no, both. <laughs> so, um, I don't know. You, you, you get to a point where uh, sometimes it just isn't what you thought it was going to be. Shuka, 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 shuka. Sorry. Holy um, shit. No, no, Sometimes you got bigs you... over here in a small chair, man. It's fucked up. Anybody... My bad. I'm in this chair. I'm not used to it. It's my fault. It's Michelle, my fault. We, we had to I make it bad. I was just looking over. I was like, man, poor big. No, bro. you're good. You're Shit. good. I'm powering through this joint of Skittles. Yeah. I'm, I got a grin on my face. <laughs> I like text the boys earlier if I could specifically have this seat right yeah. here. And they, they should have seen me. Big's face. Too. Oh. He's like, no, <laughs> no, no. no I'm down. Oh, I'm shit. easy. I'm easy. Honored. 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 Um, yeah, so I just, I showed them the weed and it really came to a moment where we were sitting there with some, some regulars who had just come by to pick up or whatever. And, um, I came out with my little jar. I, I moved in. Oh, he had a fucking spare room. I moved in and I took over the business. So me and homie or guy from yellow card. Mm hmm. Became, what happened to the military guy? So, so he's with me. So he's with me. So we both moved into the to one of the spare spaces at Yellow Card Dude's house because Dude's always bouncing back and forth between Hollywood and doing his things. And he had like a a wildly volatile woman that we all still love to this day. So he just had a lot on his plate. And I was like, "Yo, say less. Step aside." And so that whole like season, I ran it. Um, you could probably even like jump on the blog and see like a 2011 era dude i don't it's just old school a blog post about how to clone appropriately this and that the humidity up there is non-existent and so i had a fucking struggle bus super struggle bus with like mm, clone domes and um getting them to root and it was like my first ish time and i'll never forget one of these uh kids comes over and we're talking about um, weed. He wants to like look at the ice chest and see the samples or whatever. And there was a jar of my stuff sitting on the table. And dude slides it over. He's like, oh, what's this? And it's like 
it, it the deal was sealed from then it was like all right we can make money with this like perfect <laughs> yep. so um yeah uh i just kind of started i literally like read about growing weed on all the forums on all of the um like there were some little uh it reminds me kind of like today's discords and just like little group chats of um but definitely like forums and stuff and you just read and read and you notice something on your plant and you like google what you see and like you're hoping the cops aren't looking at what you're googling and um a year or so before i ever like popped that first seed so i was like really well versed in that plant specifically because um Honestly, you ain't got time to grow mids. And if anything's worth doing, you got to do it. It's worth doing right. Says Joe last night, we were talking about how you have to do everything right. Props, Joe. Props. Yeah. So, If you carry yourself in life like that, I mean, you, you, you aim for success. If you just, you know, anything you get into, you say, uh, if I'm going to get into this and I enjoy it, I'm going to perfect my craft. Right. right? It's a whole thing. And, and you really got to hold yourself to it. You really got to like. If your fucking crop goes bad and you get mold, it you don't take it and lie about it. You be appropriate with it. So, so, so yeah, I just hustled on the mountain, was growing weed. There's this infamous gnarly, um, gnarly grower. Uh, shout out to Collie Man, um, CG Farms. He um was in the area too. He's also like a north north county san diego native also a desert homie um and you know how your circles just intertwine when you're in the right spaces mm -hmm. like this guy he's like family he's cousins or maybe something direct family with brandon third gen so you can imagine the, the traits carry over well in terms of loud robust opinionated i'll tell you what the fuck the beat is and he'll tell you what the fuck the beat is and he was my homie. And so he was also like selling to the, to take over meds. Um, we, uh, we, I think, I think um, we had the, we had a meeting a couple months in and he was just a grower, like a good ass grower. Dude had a fucking banging ass space um, next to an airport up in Bear. Sorry if I'm not supposed to say that. I'll double check. But I blew it out solid. It was gnarly as fuck producing like a lot of the stuff that was going to um, uh, Ocean Beaches Collectives, everything down in Southern California that was just like quietly making waves like deep SoCal. So um, we were homies. Uh, his homie, the Canadian, this guy, Canadian Johnny, came through and I was talking about just visiting a mad, mad, mad talented grower up in Canada. Um, super jovial motherfucker. Oh gosh. I wish I could talk about a lot of some of these other people. Right. So I'm like, nope, can't bring that one up. Nope. <laughs> so, I remember the days when everyone had a nickname, right? Canadian, Canadian Johnny. Canadian Johnny's the man. <laughs> yeah. So, so it got to where like, um, where I was just, I was just talking about how I couldn't clone. Like I could not fucking clone for the life of me. I couldn't do it. Mm -hmm. And he was like sitting down with me and kind of powwowing with me about it. And it just came down to the fact that I was losing too much humidity in my humidity domes. They weren't sealing. And um, so I taped the top, taped the sides, sealed it good. And I personally, pro tip here, I don't spray clone leaves. 
I'll spray cologne domes because if you're feed spraying or water spraying to like boost the hydration inside of a dome, you're also feeding it foliarly. So it's going to be less inclined to form roots quicker. So I'll spray the domes to create a humid environment in the space and then they get the humidity and they're not being fed through the leaves. Um, so great idea. Yeah. It's a, it's cling a, wrap works really good too. Ooh. cling wrap. I've seen people oh, use yes. cling wrap, mm-hmm. uh, which is, you know, what you wrap a plate after dinner or whatever with, uh, other saran than aluminum kind of thing, yeah, saran snarlier. wrap and they'll just wrap that right up, up and yeah, another great way. Suck it up. Yeah. 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 So he just told me that I was losing too humidity, humidity mm. too fast. And I, you know, busted the moves again and boom, roots seven, eight days. Like what the fuck is, and, and it, and that sparked in me, like, it was so game changing for me to have a motherfucker from Canada come in and drop some knowledge, just take a couple of moments to like, or any of the time that Kali fucking would like, Kali will talk shit to you, but to like motivate you to do better. Like, there's a whole fucking like culture behind like, you know, like your big homies who are always motivating you to do better, Mm -hmm. who are saying things in a particular way that's like, like you're checking your friends and not just gassing them up. Like, I think we were talking about this earlier, how you have to like give like good feedback, but, um, uh, what's the word? It starts with the C. Uh, criticism. Good. Yeah. Constructive, constructive criticism. criticism. Yeah. yeah. Because that, that little bit of like that little bone that you're throwing to a grower who hasn't like quite been down the road is life changing to a lot of fucking people. And, I, and to watch it over and over and over again. So um, so just to have it happen to me and then to be in the position now where I can just tell people all the things is like, that's the beat. That's what that's what it is, because good weed is grown in a particular way. But the quicker you tell people how to particularly grow it, so bomb, you know, it gets better. How long did it take you to connect the dots that like this is how weed needs to be grown from? Because that's a long I mean, that was probably 12, 14 years for me to really say like. Now I totally understand cannabis. And so when I have an issue, I know why it's happening. Ooh. I'm not saying I can always solve it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm saying I know why it's happening. It, no, I'm yeah. saying, okay, this is why this is happening. We need to figure this out. Right. Yeah. Uh, we will get to the solution, but, but that's interesting. We got to go through it. How hard. Yeah. Well, that was years for you or what? So I honestly, I feel like I'm definitely on the fucking life path that I'm supposed to be on because of the way that a lot of things like, shaped up and and went at what I went through um at, big bear lasted like a year or two mm-hmm. and then you just move off the mountain you 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 know you just get over it and so I landed in Santa Monica oh, great place to live. yeah it was nice I was um by the college uh like one block over uh closer to the beach um I have this theory of if I'm gonna live in LA it's got to be like west of the 405 Otherwise, I ain't about it. No, no, no. So uh, I just, I get weird about um, urban jungles. So at least like west of the 405, it's like not stacked city skylines and there's an ocean breeze, right? So um, Santa Monica was great, like super nice. Um, Not like I was hella balling and fucking, I had like four roommates and I was growing in the room I was sleeping in, in a tent, right? Just like doing the things. 
I think rent at that spot because the area, I think it was like $3,500 between the four of us. And so, um, and, and I fucking move in and I'm like boosting the power bill up because I'm throwing lights up left and right. Cause once you start growing, you just accumulate mm. so many more. And it's like, man, I can't put that one away. Any hobby. It's the same thing. Dude, Any like thing that ugh. you get into it. Next thing you know, it starts to grow mm-hmm. and big and you're like, oh shit. Mm-hmm. But plants literally don't stop growing. So <laughs> they take things over. What did your what are people thinking when they meet you? Like your roommates and they're like, hey Michelle, and they walk in your room and you have a tent <laughs> to the left side and you're like <laughs> hanging out in bed watching yeah, TV. You know real. what I'm saying? Like is so, that so nobody came in my room. You only saw like the faint glow of the outline of my door. Is there a UFO landing in Michelle's room? I know, can see I was, a glow from you left your door. light on. Tanning bulbs, bro. <laughs> That's why I'm so tan. Um, it depended on who came over. I would obviously like zip up all the tents and stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, anybody who appreciated it was like, let me see what's good. So, so Instagram and social media didn't even start until like end of Big Bear, beginning of Santa Monica. And, um, and, and this is a huge thing because nobody posted photos of their face. Nobody like, you didn't know what anybody was wearing. Everything was like, it was just a whole thing. And still to this day, mm, many of you guys abide by that rule, by that law. I have to like double check that, um, I'm allowed to post the selfies that I force everybody to take with me. Like, yo, am I allowed to tag you? And, oh, man, I fucked up sometimes, too. Sorry, girlfriend. I posted a gal's face that I didn't mean to. I wasn't allowed to or supposed to. But it happens. There's a lot going on. And I feel like uh, Santa Monica was... um, (sighs) Santa Monica, for me, was really a time of, like, comparing... The photos that you saw on the forums and on Instagram, because everybody used filters. It was always like that third filter that was hella crisp, super contrast, like just hella washed out of brightness to make it look so frosty, like filter everything. All nugs filtered all day. Um, So it was like interesting to get to share photos of weed with a community and get feedback. Um, and this was right when Instagram started popping, like everybody was like cool. And, um, it was a beautiful place in the beginning for cannabis community before everyone started getting deleted. And before I think everyone started to compete, it was more about like, dude, did you see this page? Showcase. Mm hmm. Yeah, it was a whole like super rad um, situation, but uh, it got to where I was brave enough to like post a photo of my face um, on a selfie and my first selfie with uh, a leaf. Mm -hmm. So my page had, you could tell I was growing. Um, I ended up, you know how you're like hanging out in conversation with somebody and then they know somebody who knows somebody who needs something. So I ended up fucking maintaining running a warehouse under LAX. Like every time the planes landed, the whole facility would shake. Um, And there are maybe a few photos then, but you know, you just don't take pictures back then. But it was kind of like one of those things where you just really had to consider getting into the style of documenting. Like I really like the intro videos that you guys have of like smoking and like coming to the spot and pulling up. Like, um, 
these are like, for me, it's like what we do in, in the space that we have and the lifestyle that we have, the people that we sit with, um, the fact that you can, you know, that when you open the door in the morning before the lights come on, there's a certain set of terpenes and you can come back six hours later after the lights come on and those terpenes are burned off and it's a new set of terpenes. Like there are things that you, nobody will ever know because A, they're never going to be in that position to experience it. But B, most of us don't think about sharing it because it's just fucking like not, it's nothing. It's same shit, different day. So um, right around like the Santa Monica time, um, there were a lot of delivery services and Secret Sesh had started to pop off. And this was like, shout out Secret Sesh and Tim and Adam. I love you guys. I just ran into what? Adam. Gee, <laughs> I just ran into Adam last night at um, that Hall of Flowers event. Everybody's out there. I'm sure I'm going to convince you guys to head out there. <laughs> yeah, shout out Hall of Flowers. Pretty cool event in, uh, out in the desert. And they do one up in NorCal as well. And they do this cool thing where like, it's like a, it's a high entry to get in. And it's kind of invite only. But for $5, you can try every brand that's theirs new product so five bucks gets you an eighth five bucks gets you a gram five bucks is you know it's just like this weird number they came up with but what's really dope are the conversations people are having yes. there yes and furthering the, after, the industry after the parties or after all the after stuff where you're just rolling up chilling smoking like that's when the, that's the magic mm -hmm. hour um so yo that's a dope ashtray now that i'm facing it or rolling tray now that i'm facing it by shout the way. out mood trace Woo! Yeah, <laughs> I think Chad wants you to call and meet him out of Hall of Flowers. <laughs> Got a deal for you. They already they've been they calling. They That's why talk I haven't been out there. They want to talk black leaf. Uh, they did enough. Yeah, they want to figure out how they can license the brand, Some run that it dirty, out. And dirty like, spray. We got about a year. We can run this brand out. No. Um, <laughs> that's why. Yeah. Don't sign a bad so, deal. Sorry. Back to what you were saying. Oh, so I was just like, I'm um, growing for a lot of the bigger, um, bigger producing, uh, spots, um, throughout Hollywood and West LA. Um, but they, you know how they just throw up warehouses and blow them out, move mm -hmm. the product. So I ended up like getting linked and got to stick my head and then worked my way into like taking care of the things. That's what I was going to say. How do you work your way in to a facility and then start running facilities? Like, so it, it's a pretty guy-driven industry. Oh, yeah. I think um, they already knew I knew the beat. Like, I, I spent a lot of hard time and reading and understanding. And then literally that that couple of, like, runs that you, like, manipulate and try and, and, and compare and contrast. And you definitely got to take all the fucking notes so you can, like, all right, that didn't work. And back then we didn't have crop steering, right? You, you had how fucking heavy does this weigh and can you reach the one in the back of the tent type shit. So um, it, for me, it was like these guys didn't know, they, they didn't, the guys that were watering and irrigating and, and being responsible initially who had invited me in, um, like had invited me in for me to teach them what I know so, so I could help them perform better for the bigger dudes and this and that. And it just got to where it was like, they let me be like super hands-on and, and it was, um, amazing opportunity because, um, 
really like at that point, does anybody know what they're doing with a large volume of fucking plants unless you've been doing it for years? And and that was like my first large count space. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've seen a couple like 10 lighters, 20 lighters, but this was like 700 light flower rooms getting Ooh. built out. So this was the veg and the moms what, that I what was. What year was this? Um, Let's say about 2014. That's a big grow. Yeah, it's a That's big, a big grow. grow. And it's right. It's all those warehouses by LAX. I don't know if they're still running it now. They'd been what was rated. The address? No, was... I know. Let's do a drive <laughs> you can by. Smell 700 light grow. You can smell that. Let's do a drive could, by. Yeah. No, but uh, that's epic. I love hearing yeah. that. And that I love hearing. Shout out to those guys for being open to. It was. It was collaboration. I remember in the beginning, you'd have growers that would, you you know, if you trusted them, they'd walk through your grow. And one of they'd be like, uh, so you guys tie down? And you're like, yeah, yeah we do yeah. this. And he's like, all right, so this is what we do. And you would start to talk about this conversation would mm-hmm. start between mm-hmm. like, what? well, why would you, yeah. and what are you guys doing for this? And then, and then you build this relationship that's so behind the scenes and undercover. And I, it's, it's awesome that, that they were open enough to yes. let you in because so, so many people are so close minded and it's so hard to move in this industry that salute to guys who actually treated you right let you in the door and you know you guys all collaborated for success oh my gosh shout out to all of the men in my life who really like um you know partnered up with me and Mm. fucking put got got their fucking hands dirty yo because there were some there are some moments, but uh, yeah, I definitely would not have been in the position that I am now without like the people that you keep close and the people mm-hmm. that, and you got to like burn and turn through a few of them. And that's what really makes you like hold on to the good ones and acknowledge that situation. And that guy, I think at that time, I think the reason, the reason why he may have like, you know, decided, decided that I might've been um, like uh, worth like, involving considering I'm like, I mean, I, I was running the dispensary in bear and, or the delivery in bear. And so I, I had gotten my hands dirty, but not like plant. Like I'm familiar with the plant. I know the beat, but we're talking about scale at that point. So, so it was a little, wow. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? I'll post the picture of it. I even have like this, this photo from back in the day, like all Polaroid like of like, the square black nursery like pots and five of them on like a white shabby fucking bed that I'd like hauled stuffed when I moved all my things. And it was like the most solid five strains. I'm not going to talk about them because I'm doing some dirty work with them right now, but uh, it, they've been around for a long time. Love that. They're still oh, around. Gosh. Oh, <laughs> so um, man. So I think at the time, I might've had like 10,000 followers, 13,000 followers. I might've been in there and it's because of the whole like secret sesh situation. Um, Kid you some. Coming. Yeah. 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 Cotton mouth, <laughs> cotton mouth. Right. Hey. Oh, by the way, matter of fact, you guys need to hydrate. I know some of you haven't even drank any fucking water today. No joke. You have to at least drink half of your weight in ounces of water every day. <laughs> Fun fact. You beautiful but dehydrated creature, you. <laughs> what are you smoking on, man? This is the 710 Labs Percy Pod. <clears throat> it's the white one, which I guess they switched over, but it's rosin. Yeah, they're rosin pods. I really love. This is my favorite pen Brad, right Skelly, now. we're waiting on you, yeah. man. Don't keep us waiting Come too on, long. Man. Shout out to Evan, 710 Labs. Been <laughs> rocking with you guys since Colorado days in 2008, 9, when you guys were just, it was like, I think that was the birth, damn near. 
you know, but really cool brand. And uh, one of the, in my opinion, the, you know, just to break off, like the, uh, they are the nationwide hash brand. When you think of like, what's a nationwide house brand? Yeah, for nationwide, the US, which is like what all flower companies, Jungle Boys, Cookies is trying to do to be the nationwide, like anywhere in the U S you can go and you get the same flower. Absolutely. And that's what they're doing. They just opened their Florida. So I mean, killer. Yep. But yeah, super rad. I feel like we all have goals to kind of get there. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. It's like, man, Oh, I've had a couple of, I, I think I've done like six or seven attempts on the legal market. It's it's very tough, isn't it? Dude, I backed away from every single one of them, right? I think one of them, I signed some things because I didn't know any better. Mm. Shout out, yo, yo, uh, side note, definitely uh, make sure you sign all the things with pen and paper. Handshake deals don't count anymore, and they're not worth the heartache that comes along with it. Just saying. And don't sign anything before your lawyers had a chance to look it over. Do your due diligence. We just had this episode before you, which is pretty cool because it'll come out right before this. Touches on that exact point you just talked about. I might have signed something that, because they're very good at it. They're tactical, right? They know. They know what the fuck they're doing. Why has it been, I mean, even for you, because you have such a huge following, Michelle, and you got, you, you're obviously a grower. People can literally see your flower. You have every month or two, you have different crops. So, you know, you can, you're in the industry thick enough to where we can see your work. We see your, your work over years. Uh, why do you think it's so hard to get in the industry? Oh man. I think that, um, legal industry, um, Mm -hmm. uh, immediately out the gate. Uh, you need five times more money than what you think you need. Um, you Any all- business. <laughs> Especially this one, though. Yeah. You also have to be super fucking comfortable with knowing that you got to, like, work your ass off to pay said money back. There were nights that I was like, yo, do I? Because fe- I love growing weed. I'm a fucking grower. I don't want to do it because the money, because I have mm-hmm. to do this. I want to do it because I like it. And mm-hmm. so some of these amazing opportunities amazing groups of people some of them not so amazing and it was like oh man i don't think i my heart can't handle it i've developed like telephobia like my phone rings and i'm like oh no <laughs> Ooh, you too it's and dude right mm-hmm. it's a thing it's oh my gosh we'll mm-hmm. touch on that yo but so it's like <sighs> secret sesh was popping this was hills mansions in the hills this is uh, Beverly Hills, fucking um, all over uh, L.A., West L.A., um, mansion parties. They were always in, um, there was a dispensary that they were always in. Uh, also, the name escapes me. But um, basically, on Sundays, we seshed. Which means you pop up a booth, and it was literally vendors, like a farmer's market. Invitation, but for invitation and only. And in Beverly Hills and shit. So at first, it was in like private locations. Yeah. That's epic. Oh, what it, yeah, what it eventually like migrated into was like super like hug, embrace, everybody come through. Mm-hmm. Because we all like acknowledged that everybody needed to be a part of it. But in those days when it initially popped off, it was like we had to be like mindful of who was coming to these things and like uh, super invite only. Um, And uh, I feel like that is where like Weavers, he used to always come and bring the things and like um, Adam and Tim are always like doing these big giant like smoke um, fiascos that and then two tone shout out Tony love you 
He was always making the dopest documentaries of every sesh, every week they dropped. So it was like a whole underground lifestyle in LA for a while there. Not, not like downtown Los Angeles or like the hood Los Angeles, like um, really good high-end weed Los Angeles. So this is where I say where, where you had brought up like, how long did it take for me to um, acknowledge like good starter weed? To super fucking fireweed. Mm -hmm. So I um, was at the right place at the right time and I saw it all. And uh, you just know, like, it, if you experience good weed, like, off rip, you're, like, mind blown. Like, mm -hmm. this is my can't, I'm rendered speechless face kind of thing. So um, I ended up... <sighs> Getting involved with another delivery service out of Venice Beach, right on Venice and um, Abbott Kenny. I was at one of those buildings right on the corner there. Shit was always popping off there. But uh, the key here, that was um, Ocean Green Express, OGX. Uh, if Michael, if you're still out there, you're amazing. Love you. Um, I ran that delivery service. I was the one that you spoke to on the phone. I was hyping you up on the weed. All the good strains were coming through. And like, this is where I already knew like what good weed was because I was seeing it and pricing it for the menu. And this was Venice, Santa Monica, like uh, Culver City, Studio City. Sometimes the key here, this is the key. So all of us here in Los Angeles know that we generally try not to travel between the hours of three and seven because traffic is fucking wild. God bless your heart if you have to be on the road then, but we just don't do it. So the key for the success behind the fact that I could sell you on fucking anything because I know what I'm looking at. I can crack open this jar. I can crack open your jar. I can get into your head stash and full send. This would be top shelf because we know the beat, but not everybody can afford the beat. So you're like trying to like, um, weed is meant to be shared mm -hmm. and, uh, if you can offer it at compassionate prices and definitely try to smoke everybody out in every circumstance, way, shape or form. I'm about it. Uh, so it was just cool to be a curator because this was like 2014, 2015. And I think I finally like dipped from Los Angeles in 2016. So this was, um, I don't know, maybe two years in, uh, I lived in Redondo beach. Mm -hmm. I, um, Oh, so the reason in which your girl left Santa Monica, <laughs> you kind of get to a point where you, uh, you're dating somebody and you guys change, you evolve, you grow up. I was older, like early 20s. He was a couple years younger than me. Dude was military, PTSD. I was growing because I was trying to like help this kid. I'm super like Hakuna Matata I'm very like, I'm like the mediator of my parents' divorce. Like I'm very like wow. insightful. Like I, I am just that I'm the one that you come to when you're like trying to reflect on what the fuck just happened type shit. So, um, which is also why I might know a lot of things, but this guy was just too much like bless his heart. Too fucking much. <laughs> We're talking like rage, anger, like um, running a fucking, running a fucking axe through the house in Big Bear because he's going to chop jet skis up because um, 
That was another thing in the summertime I did was I was repairing jet skis. You pull your your fucking jet skis leaking, uh, uh, or you your fucking carb is clogged. Alert! We're in LA. It gets crazy. We're in LA. It gets crazy sometimes. Uh, it's so funny how it's like uh, when you don't live around a lot of people and then you, there's all these noises. Um, funny. Uh, so I just whoa bro this kid like it got gnarly and let's talk about it yo like it got to where um it was like i was growing and i was learning and i was putting in the effort and i was putting in the hustle and people would come through and they would want to see the gardens they'd want to see the flowers because at this point you're just posting flowers you're not posting yourself you're not posting your garden it's just individual colas that you pull out of your space so people can't tell and you're just being like mindful of the social media it's like we got to be mindful now of all the things that we say and do but it's like um one day i posted a photo of my fucking face i had like blue hair and i stuck legs a giant fan leaf and i just stuck it half in front of my face so suddenly the world knew that i was a fucking chick like you could tell that miss rad reefer like obviously she's a female like by the name you know but like I, there's guys that do weird shit like that I'm though. a character I have blue hair and I uh, you know so um, uh, it stuck and, and, then, and then it's just like all the secret seshes you really for me it was like attending and taking photographs of all of the stuff that nobody else gets to see all that stuff that we think is like mids or not mids it's amazing but we see it all the time we see it every day it's part of the life. It is. And mm-hmm. and we we really need to like be mindful of like where we all started because there's so many people that are still where we all started. So it was like me just documenting and sharing, whoa, this is what's going on out here. And you mean like a guy with a like fifty pounds sitting on top of a table at a secret sesh? That or like I'll the- never forget that. <laughs> we'll never forget seeing that, you know? There's it was crazy out here and you were like, Wow, is this really happening? Dude, there was like a a literal beaker bong shaped um, blunt wrapped by weavers that when it was lit, the whole bottom of the beaker was the cherry and it was just passed around and everyone was smoking a fucking bong blunt situation. There was gnarly. And then, yo, there was like candied bacon there, all the vendors that got invited the fucking slabs. You remember everybody just used to like lay out like such and sexy. And they put a light behind it. Yes. And you'd be able to literally see through the slab. It's beautiful. It was, that's what's missing is the cannabis community. That's what we're missing right now. That's why it's suffering. It, yeah. You can't see, you can't interact with the product. You know what I'm saying? It's all behind. Oh man, that's another subject we got to touch on is like what's happening with distributions and how they're handling fucking clients. But so I was like, I was sharing um, everything, building traction, um, not intentionally, not. I, Wait, what happened with the boyfriend? And so the, the axe? boyfriend, so the boyfriend and the axe. So I was building traction and um, getting involved in the scene and dude already had like some fucking self control issues. And what's the word when you have um, PTSD? Um, when you're, when you feel some type of way about yourself, you're, you don't think you're good enough. Uh, the word is, um, if you're not, 
Self-conscious? Self-conscious, yes. Yeah. He, he had some problems. He was super self-conscious. That's the thing. I, I am, I'm so respectful. My man is my man. Mm -hmm. I don't like, um, I, the DMs are wild, but I, when I have a, <laughs> when I have a guy, when I'm just simp. <laughs> yeah, yeah. when I have, when I'm tied down, when I'm affiliated, it's like, come on, man. Yo, but there's yeah. a flip side to that because like, it's like you could, if you didn't know who I was and I walked up with like, you guys and we mm -hmm. were all strolling through the events and say i grow better weed than you we're not saying that that is or isn't true they wouldn't give two shits about what came out of my fucking mouth it didn't matter if i grew better weed or knew what the fuck the beat was because you guys clearly had to be the ones who were growing so it's just a there's a whole it you the good with the bad right you have to be really thick-skinned in the sense but the guy with the axe <laughs> there it's, were other things. Yeah. So going after I'm jet skis, I'm get, like, whoa, this yeah. is, at least it wasn't to, after you with it. Oh, so this is prerequisite to, to some stories. Oh, shit. You came home to this? Like he already chopped the skis <laughs> No, he was what? I stopped Not him from skis. chopping the skis. Were they your skis or so skis you were fixing? Joint skis. Um, I, I, uh, I used to, uh, leopard rap, like, uh, <laughs> blue, blue, are they Kenny Powers type skis or are we talking standups? Um, so standups were no longer Hell. allowed on the lake, but uh, I used to stand up ski so all day. Full KP on. I am always, oh yeah. Kenny Powers all day. Son. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> awesome. It's a, it's a, anything two stroke. I'm there. Oh, it's wow, a thing. man. Yeah, yeah. Those it's are fun. Thing. Remember the yeah. blasters? Dude, you, know you don't talk about? dirty to me. <laughs> <laughs> That's dope, though. So so you, so you, it triggered off, and did he get so him? So because he, no, I stopped him. Everybody okay. stopped him. The whole Good. house stopped him. Yeah, they're too fun but for everybody. This is, yeah, it was a whole thing. Everybody <laughs> loved going to the, taking yeah. the skis out, but he was like on, rage man. fit. It was his style, it was his M.O. So did the plants get killed? So, um, we That's broke all. up by the time we hit Santa Monica. I was just like, yeah, this isn't for me. I, I really like, am, I'm a solid woman in terms of always trying to be supportive and lift up my dude. And you get to a point where it's like, it needs to be 50-50 home skillet. It can't be like 110 and a couple of percentages on your end, which is got to be 100, 100. Solid. There we go. You know so I mean? solid. So Talk to him, Kevin Samuels. Blame <laughs> oh, it on you, God. bro. This guy sends me every video. Dude, I just, uh, he's fucking, I'll be like midnight. I'm like, he kind of has a fucking video. Uh, yeah, he kind of yeah, has a point to sometimes. Clones. I'm like, man, this guy's right. Listen, man. if you're in a relationship, you're happily married. Do not watch Kevin Samuels. <laughs> Don't do it. Don't. That is no, a whole thing. He knows what he's, he's, he knows what he's doing. doing. What I'm doing. a big fan. Yeah. I'm a big you fan. You would be. <laughs> oh, no, it's a tough industry. Sorry, man. Just stay single this whole time. Yeah, single it is. The beat. And let's go back to your story. <laughs> <laughs> You're That's so a whole funny. other thing. My Dude, life man, is this wild. getting juicy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can we turn the air on, you guys? For real, it's a hotbox <laughs> in here, right? Here. Yeah, we're hotboxing if so, you didn't know. Oh, we're about to. Yo, challenge accepted. So, um, so he was just that type. You said some fucking things. He was like, all right, this is how I'm going to handle it. And he's brainwashed military. Type yeah. such Marine Marine Corps military. So, um, so I get it. My heart was there. I tried my hardest. I really fucking did every, every relationship I'm in. I really try. Sometimes they just don't work out and it is what it is. It's not a, no harm, no foul, unless mm. there's a really big fucking harm and a big foul. And he struggled with, um, 
the volume of dudes to women ratio in the space. And any women at the time who were in the space were always half naked, models, et cetera. And I'm not, I mean, we all appreciate a little side boob here and there, but I'm not getting naked. And um, I am here to bring knowledge about the plant and I'm here to do this and et cetera and teach and share and showcase. And so the volume of dudes made him really uncomfortable. And in this space, if you're not networking and you're not having the conversations and learning about the things and exchanging how you do it and why you do it, then you're not going to get anywhere. Mm-hmm. You, you, there's a difference between a grower who grows the same way he learned the first year, grows that way the same way for 20 years, mm-hmm. and a grower who learns how to grow every year for 20 years and is constantly like building his like, portfolio Mm -hmm. of what happens when we fucked up here and instead of just like being a stick in the mud and this is the beat and this is what it was like back in 1942 so this is what we're still doing you've run into a lot of those people there's a reason for a good run there's a reason for a bad run what are your reasons yeah yeah it's all the growers fault (laughs) it is it is it is if you don't at the same time right if you were if you were a baseball player and we said okay you got to hit a grand slam every time you get up every game Ooh, but But that's what you're that's how growers are compared to though is like yeah every run sometimes you hit a triple sometimes you hit a double and sometimes you hit back to back to back home runs but the hardest thing about growing is consistency so the the hardest part the biggest problem I have ever encountered, and it's repetitive over mm-hmm. and over and over again. So I don't, I don't have like a garden that's like 100% mine. I'm involved with a lot of homies and we all are like supportive of each other because it's hard out here for a, so um, that's just how we do, right? Mm-hmm. So there's um, a situation where, uh, yo, um, ADHD, what, what was I talking about two seconds ago? Well, the guy with the axe, and then you were like, they had to break that off. And uh, and then it scaled up to L.A. where you were the 700 lighter, 600, 700 lighter. So he was super uncomfortable with the fact that you, oh, you have to network. You have to have the conversations. You have oh, yeah. to like, yeah, that's yeah. what We were at the sessions. Yes, yes. So, uh, <laughs> so we're discussing all the things. And I very much like um, don't mix business with pleasure, nothing mm. like that, nothing uh, of the nature I got because of where who I am in the space and in the industry. And I've I'm homies with a lot of a lot of the heads in the in the jungle, and I have seen things that shouldn't be shared. And you boys are like so mean about some girls, and so like. <laughs> I have just drawn a line where it's like, nope, I'm never doing that. I'm never saying those words on on like a screenshotable situation. So um, early, early, I didn't fuck myself by like, uh, um, though uh, the axe guy uh, eventually got to where uh, I was just like, yo, it's not working out for me. And um, he his mom lived in Venice. And so he could go like he he could fucking leave and move into his mom's house and like that night he rage destroyed his mom's spot. And so he came back like super, super um, distraught and I'm caring. Like, I feel bad. Like, all right, bro. Like I'll sleep on the couch. You can take the room. Like I'll figure it the fuck out. And so I'm just like trying to make it work. Super copacetic. This maybe lasted like three or four days. So 
I'm I'm still going to the giant LA spot, the warehouse after my day job. I my day job, so this was the this is how I afforded, guys. I didn't just like sell weed and make hella bread. I'm a <coughs> I grow I groom dogs. Get it, son. What is nice. that you're smoking? Ooh. Smoking your dabs. I smell it from here. Shout the out. Wally Farms. Wally Farms. Wally Farms. Yo. So instead of hustling, it was grooming dogs and then cultivating on the side. So cultivation, but without the hustle most of the time. And you're. you're I'm a girl. Yeah, yeah. No, it is tough because guys always go into, well, shit, then I'll just rob her. You know, like guys always go into this weird. I'll tell oh, you a about of, a lot it. of girls. Oh, I always, man. I've heard, of, you know, some conversations where guys always go into I some weird. stories. Well, because it's. You know, it's, it's a female and they're, yeah, it's just whack, but uh, don't get it. Don't it, get it twisted. I'm not easy. I'm what? It's just rob a female. It's like, oh, strip you of your whole manhood. I know it's crazy. Fuck? No, it's true this though. But that's, fire. I'm sure girls know. So I'm like still how difficult it, it is. So yummy. Yeah. He does great work. Smells beautiful. Great. Yo, I've always gotten it like secondhand and this is like firsthand and I'm like, oh my God, swoon. Oh, it's so good. If you know, you know, shout out Wally Farms. Yeah, holding the papaya down. Yeah. Love it. Also, this um, garlic juice is so mean. It makes me like drool, like drip splash. Oh, yeah, which is what GMO mimosa. Great combo. Oh, gosh. So nice. So three days in. Of trying to be copacetic, going to the warehouse, doing my dog grooming job. I uh, I ran a um. There's a facility uh where all the stars and famous people um drop their dogs off at a pet hotel, um. And I ran the grooming department, so I like flossed everybody up. I had like um, I had some fucking crazy dog clients, yo. But I've been grooming for like ten years. Um, that's what afforded me like living at the beach and. So super, I've always just been dogs. I owned a mobile dog grooming business. So it's just like a lot of little side hustles that kind of like, you know, you save your nickels and dimes to pay your bills because living in SoCal isn't cheap, right? Um, and a couple days in, I, at this spot that in Santa Monica that we're living at, uh, that I have multiple roommates in, um, it's a couple of lights, some tents, Different flavors. I think I had some fucking Afgu mango. Great strain Afgu. Some like hay, mango haze also from Alpha Chronic Genetics was another dude I was running stuff with. Um, uh, lots of, okay. So it got to where like I was just chilling, like probably like Lincoln for clones or something, just swapping clones because I had, had acquired a nice, um, array of genetics at this point and uh, we're just like swapping them in little like uh, Dixie cups and stuff all over you're just meeting everybody in the parking lots and just quick swap and it was very like risky business because nobody really took quarantining seriously but um, I was super fortunate that nothing went um, haphazard I didn't pick up anything terrible I didn't really learn about all the disasters until my canopy started multiplying. <laughs> and, uh, oh, I actually did learn about powdery mildew. That was It's always terrible. a tough one. Yeah. That was terrible. At least I'm, you didn't get mites, though. Mites yeah. is usually the one that people share with each other first. And uh, uh, it's a very difficult thing to get rid of is 
uh, different forms of spider oh, mite. Oh, yeah, right? yeah. Diff- yeah. And it takes different predator mites to mm-hmm. attack them, different temperatures too. Yeah. If your um, grow gets warmer, like it gets springtime, everything breeds faster. Micronized sulfur for growers, just to like while we're talking about it, is a great product for mite control and also powdery mildew control mm-hmm. it only sprayed in veg and mm-hmm. also uh it helps bring out terpenes in bloom but don't spray it in bloom right it helps in veg so that's like a trick that it probably took me 12 years into the game to learn mm. uh, was micronized sulfur yeah. in veg completely kills powdery mildew it changes the ph of the leaf so it can't grow and then also it turns your leaf into a place where bugs the plant do not want to be it's like my buddy compared it he knows a lot about this to biologicals uh, r.i.p mike michael hinden but uh, he used to say it turns it into like the face of the sun where they just literally have to get off so they're oh, leave yeah. he's like they literally it's like glass it's just yeah. and they'll ha- and it'll it cuts them and it's just he's like they can't find a place to be comfortable so they'll leave but yeah micronized sulfur for all these newbie growers because i know you're big mm-hmm. into cultivation so mm-hmm. micronized sulfur and aloe there you go mm-hmm. that's the beat whippity whip lickety yeah. split athena makes a great ipm as well if you want something that's easier like a bottled newt very like uh um uh Organic. You've been liking Floraflex nutrients. <sighs> yeah, I see you do Say real less. well with their stuff. I love the toppers they do. Dude, so so Floraflex fucking let me let let's get to the meat of this. I know that you want to hear about um the damage control that went down at the Santa Monica spot. Dude was super uncomfortable with the clone swapping. We weren't together. He um was super uh, aggressive mm-hmm. and was, you know, how like some people like turn things into nothing out of nothing, turn something out of nothing, like turned it into me, like fucking around with these dudes. And, and I'm not the type I've never, that's just not how I roll. I don't, I'm not, my word is floozy. I'm not a floozy. So, and I just totally tried to keep it professional because you have to, I'm a grower. So I, I act like a fucking grower. It's my passion. It's what we talk about. Just burn, blaze, smoke, all the things. And so it, it just got to where at this spot there were multiple strains, lots of different tents. Um, I was laying on the couch at night. Um, my back turned to the bedroom door. And, oh, I have another story about my back turned to the bedroom door on a home invasion. We'll bring that up. That was trippy. Back turned to the bedroom door. Homie comes out and is like, all right. What's more important to you? Like random left field. Ain't even trying to affiliate, have conversations with him. He's just volatile. Like what the fuck is more important to you, me or the plants? And I like was taken aback. So I took too long to answer because I didn't know where the fuck this was coming from. And all I know in, in the drop of a dime Dude, like, pivots on his foot, keel out the door, is marching, and I can just hear the tents, like, unzipping. I see the lights coming out, and I can just hear all my main stems snap, 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 just coming through, cracking everyone at the bottom. So it's not like I can even save it, like, put it under a light, give it some milk. It's done for. And um, I think there are about... 48 varietals that I had spent the last couple, which is why those five plants are so important. They survived. Um, 
that you hunted early over the first few, like late 2000s, early 2010s, um, went into the backyard. We had a, I had the nice room that had the sliding glass door to the backyard and I was all sun growing. It was like the beach weather, like nobody bothered me. I had all these big, sexy plants. This is my first time. This is my first time growing in the sunshine because I'd been in Big Bear and, you know, it's snow and all that shit. And so sexy plants, like mainlined. The first time I had mainlined anything, I was vegging this plant for six months. I had like 64 arms on this fucking thing. Just fucking around when you're a new grower. Fuck around. It matters. And so impressed. And these were all things that you share on social media. Like, look, motherfuckers, you see that stem structure? Yeah. And so just heartbreaking. This guy's a large dude, like barrel chested, fucking angry. Just, I know better. You know how you know, oh God, something happened crazy last night at the Hall of Flowers situation. I got to tell you guys about that. Oh no, dude! There's just so many Tell, things. No, just keep going with what you're so, telling. So, so it's like, uh, so yeah, you tried he to raged. save him. So you try to tried. calm out. What you I can, called my and- pops and I was like, "Dad, he's raging." Because my dad's in the navy, so he's like aware of like how some guys are. I think I'd even been given that look, like, "Girl, yeah, watch yourself." Not that he. We all knew better. I was just trying. I, I, I stopped trying after that guy <laughs> to but help But then them. that same house later, you had a home invasion happen. Not the same house. Okay, different house. Different over season. Did he cut everything down in the backyard? He, uh, yeah, you, after he hit all the tents, you heard the sliding glass door. And I'm screaming, crying, devastated, trying to stop this large man from rage stomping through the gardens. I had explanations to because a lot of them are testers. I had explanations to breeders. I took it seriously. So I'm like, yo, I have this amazing that just got annihilated. And all of those, it took me a while, but I posted those photos on social media. And I think that's where a lot of like community really started to form for me because a lot of people were super supportive. A lot of people reached out about like genetics whenever I got my next garden going. Cause I like dipped, cut and run, bags packed, dogs slipped in my car found a fucking spot in Redondo Beach, uh, a room to rent. $1,300 for a fucking room to rent. Banging ass place right down the street from the beach, though. But that's a lot of money for a little 20-ish year old kid, you know what I'm saying, who doesn't have anywhere. But they took me in. I love you guys, by the way. So they uh, they took my ass in. They knew I was in turmoil. Um and they let me grow a little tent in there. And I was oh. like, uh, that's when I, I ended up getting a job um, doing that delivery service in, in Venice. So as uh, my drive every morning was, um, you know, like where El Segundo is and the plant on the outside, like uh, Dockweiler Beach, the state beach right there. It's a coastal drive all the way down. That was my drive every morning. I didn't have to do the 405. I just like cruised joints. I was in a... I think I was in a Land Rover at the time. So all those excessive windows that are involved, it was so nice. It was like totally what I needed after that guy. And then I did the delivery service. The key to that delivery service was my delivery driver was on a street bike. So he could fucking boogie in 20 minutes and get the orders done. And we did mad volume because that guy wasn't stuck in traffic. So that was the beat for that. 
And um, you just saw a lot of good fucking weed. You saw so much good weed. You're just constantly looking at the weeds. Um, uh, at the secret sesh, I met um, 420M, who you know. You've, he's always um, been with me at a lot of the events. Uh, I met him at a secret sesh. And um, I started buying weed from him for okay. the delivery service because he was growing such good fire out in the fucking desert. This is like Joshua Tree, like deep desert, fucking cool area. Gnarly, yeah. gnarly. You would never think that you could grow weed, and I'll fucking tell you. Yeah, those, there ain't no RVs in those RV. Uh, you think there's RVs in those big old buildings behind those houses? Yeah, that shit was gnarly. And and so I was always getting like the good strains. And we're talking like 09 cookies, animal cookies, sour OG, mm-hmm. fucking king. Tri- uh, what was it? Three kings, three kings OG. Yep, I remember that. All Great of strains. those, that, that era. It was like a whole season. Um, Bring the cookies back. Um, Bay Exclusives OG. Uh, all the OGKBs before they were um, OG from Oregon. Great kid. clone farm. Dude, gnarly. Yeah, big exclusives. Just, like, this is like the of mm-hmm. the time. And, and um, it, was, it was amazing. We're talking like, dude whipped out a pound of fucking sun grown and it was literally like show stopping. And I was like, what is going on? And he ended up being homies with Collie Man from Big Bear from a season ago. I get a call, so I'm heading to fucking secret sesh, one of the mansion parties. I get a call saying, yo, hadn't talked to this motherfucker in months. You know how it is. Like when you know someone's there, you're going to hit them up and you're like good kindred spirits. So, so it's like you guys never missed a beat. Um, he calls me and he says that he's got a couple of homies in town that he needs me to get them into said secret sesh mansion party. I was like, fuck, man, like, come on. Like, I don't know the guys. Turns out they are from Florida. Mm. At this era, you have to have a fucking like uh, a wreck. The the doctor's recommendation to get into these things because uh, we're trying to do things like classy. Right. And so no California. It needs to be a California ID and a doctor's wreck. This is what the, the jam is. Otherwise, no shirt, no service. Sorry. And so I get there. No California ID. No, but you know, it ended up working out. It always does, right? You know and how you work that out? You give the guy at the door a couple hundred dollars and it works its way out. 20. It worked yeah, its 20. way yeah, out. Yeah, start with 20. To see <laughs> if that works. But yeah, we've been in that situation before too. Take care of the mans, you know? Yeah. So, uh, oh, ASMR. What are you smoking on? Mm. One of your harvests? Yeah. What flower? So this is uh, some Gary Payton. Okay. This is like a cut that resurfaced. What do you uh, think of growing it? It's pretty nice, right? That's almost like a Skittles undertone when it's grown really well. Yo, it's like, um, it's, it's very, like sweet. here, it's coming at you. Two seconds. I got to get this cherry going. So uh, <laughs> this was like, this was the sleeper weed. I recently judged the Emerald Cup and it was like super cool to like see all these like entries and then know what you grow you know what i'm saying like all right maybe i should have entered kind of thing because they also have a um a personal category 
So right now it's like all the license. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So a home grower who grows like the six plants, you can enter it. So your little fucking home. Oh, grow. dope! How how dope is that? Huh? And you Back would on win. And, like... and you're and I there was it's a mix of so there's sun grown personal mixed light personal. Um. So yeah, you could take the cake all day. I I'm hoping to be a I'm hoping to be a judge again. So I'm I love for the army of people out there that are learning and the people that really care about it and they they'll put their whole day into two lights, dude. You know yes. that flower that's gonna come out of that category yes. for people. It's gonna be a cool category. The whole thing, yo, is like you really. Um, for me, being a judge, I know what it's like to know that I'm gonna commit some time and effort and dedication into cultivating this flower that I'm going to one pay fucking bread to enter to like give up if, especially if you're a six lighter uh, or a six planter, like the entry is, um, is a fucking is four ounces or so something of the nature. So that's a, that's a big portion of your harvest. So these people take time and effort. Oh, shit. See, my joints have that effect on people. He didn't I was even like, know. Is this it. a hash hole? And then I fucking <laughs> dropped it. Give you the bag and you fumble it. I just have that effect on these gentlemen. He's like, I don't know what to Man, do this with guy's it. Been dropping shit all day. <laughs> Gotta try it out. Gotta try oh, it out. Yeah, you can kind of see the hash hole that started to form. Oh, is the hash hole in there? It, it might be. Might oh, be a sleeper. <laughs> yeah, I was looking Some at hash in like, there. Maybe, maybe. Maybe, baby. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it, it, uh, I was, oh, I was buying weed from, from, uh, him and you just couldn't grow weed like you could grow out in the middle of nowhere or out in the hills or out in Nanza or out in, you know, the emerald in the mountains like you, you can't in Los Angeles stacked high rises, et cetera. You can't grow weed like that. You can't throw a greenhouse up like that. And having seen like what sun grown does, anything with the sun, bro, all day. If you can like have like an automated, like bells and whistles, climate controlled, like sun assisted, primarily like normal lights, but then sun helps because of its own spectrum. That's the most fireweed on the planet, hands down. Promise you. I just judged all of it. So, um, I ended up, uh, so I was buying a bunch of weed from that guy for the menu. And um, it it came to a point where the owner was considering putting up a, like maybe 500 lights or something, maybe up in the valley. We were touring some warehouses. Um, and this is when we had like massive Prop 215 patient books. We were cultivating for a lot of fucking people. It was the binder days, you know what I'm saying? So um, we were looking to um, not buy from all of the people, which I'd made. You make mad connects when you're, when you're in a curating position like that. Um, but we were coming down to we need to produce our own. And it became whether or not I wanted to live in L.A. and take a salary job and grow weed at, in a warehouse in sneaky sneakyville or like just go and be more and do more and see more. And, um, at the time, uh, 420 M it was like, I think it was like seven acres of property, uh, seven greenhouses. Some of them were subterranean. A lot of them, we were like digging holes into the ground. Um, there were large sand berms because, you know, the winds out there are like 
40, 50, 75 mile an hour gusts. Could you explain that so people understand what you're talking about? It's, Ooh. You basically dig into the ground mm-hmm. to where the top of the greenhouse is the ground. We would be level with the floor. I think we had about two feet. Okay, there you go. Mm-hmm. Two feet. Yeah, so you yeah. got about two feet sticking out. So it's cooler. Yes. You don't deal with wind. Yes. And you hopefully don't get busted. Yeah, yeah, you can't see it from yeah. when you're driving by. You could never see it. That's how a lot of the guys were running out. And the culture is different too. In places like Anza, you drive mm-hmm. through Anza, and there's glowworm lit up greenhouses blown out all over the hills. 2015, 16, 17, mm-hmm. 18, and then crazy shit went down with that fucking county and the sheriffs mm-hmm. and etc. Um, so a lot of people stopped, but out there. You, there's no way you could put a hoop house out there. Um, it'll get ripped apart. So you definitely, it was like, the, you'll, you see it on my page, those boxes, they're like patios. So it's like patio style greenhouses. The roof is um, made with Solex Pro. You, it's, a, a, it's just like framing, like you would build a, a backyard porch. And then Solex Pro comes in a roll and it lets a certain amount of UV through because UV is super important when you're growing good weed. And um, it, uh, it basically, you can get it on like walmart.com. Like you can order it and have it shipped to you. It's like such a thing. And we just threw it up on top. And um, there's a pitch on the roof. So that way you are rolling a tube to depth. It was just rolling down on a fucking wheel on the angle to pull the tarp and then rolling it back up on a little spool, giant tube all the way down. So smart, um, you know, and then there were little sand berms, but there was a lot. This place was like a compound, yo. Oh my gosh. All for cultivation. All cultivation. This mm-hmm. property, um, I'm all like, is this, is this appropriate for, for viewers audience? But yeah, it totally is. It's a great story. So this property, he invited me to come grow. He's like, yo, you want to fuck around? Let's go grow. So I, I end up packing up, bringing everything out to the desert. And um, I'm next thing I know, I'm in the middle of the fucking desert growing bomb ass weed in the worst conditions possible. Mm-hmm. Across the board, every time something fails in terms we were talking earlier with consistency and it's the grower's fault. Every time for me when it was quote unquote my fault. I know tangent, right? <laughs> well, well, it was like, I agree. I agree. I was like- it was this totally guy, this, guy. this one who said it <laughs> yeah, earlier. One me. Um, talking about the reason why it was my fault mm-hmm. when things happen because I'm the grower. This is my fucking responsibility. I I need to have my eyes or ears or hands on and see the things. And if I'm not doing my due diligence and shit grows wrong, that's my fucking fault. Another thing that's a responsibility is making sure that you're getting the things that you need in an appropriate fashion. Mm-hmm. It was like sometimes I would have to like offset. I knew I wouldn't get what I needed from like the money guys um, for like two to three weeks. Like after a few rounds in, I'm like, all right, the beat seems to be that it takes them a few to get it the fuck together. So I'm like trying to order my supplies preemptively so I don't fuck up and run out of nutrients type shit. So it was like, it was never me, but it was me. It was, it was my fault kind of thing because I'm, I'm going to own up to the fact that it was my fucking spot. So yeah, lots of learning situations. Um, the desert was phenomenal. That time was when all of the high times started to fucking pop off. 
like multiple weekend fucking events. All of the sessions like Kush Stock. Chalice. Chalice. Oh, my heart. Chalice. Shout out, Dougie. Yo, that thing was the, that was so epic. So Chalice, we got to tell everybody what Chalice was at because it's no longer a thing. Everett 710 was the date that all of us culminated in the goddamn desert in Southern California. So fucking hot. But yo, it, it was amazing because the spring rush, everybody was so busy during the springtime, it would die down that we would have a little bit of breathing room. Spring harvest would be come down, cured, you'd have fire. And it was just like the best like get together. Round of Emerald Cup is another good one. Mm-hmm. So yo, like what happened with fucking Chalice was like high times bottom. Chalice sold a bunch of tickets or something and then couldn't throw the event because of the county and owed a bunch of people money and like the music people and the people who had funded it. And then Chalice or uh, High Times came in and sneakily purchased the brand from him because uh, it was like a power play, like some snaky. I could be wrong, but that's just a hindsight is like a lot of the things that we as Mm -hmm. we lived for events, events was that was all that mattered. It's the heartbeat of the cannabis community. And I see that now that they're gone. And I see that right? now that New York's popping off and other states Ooh. are popping off. Is like when you lose that and you lose this this part, you lose so much of it that it almost goes to other states and you see other states popping off. But Miami's yeah, doing a that. lot. They're doing a lot of sessions too. But 100%. Miami's wild. You gotta be careful when you're doing certain sessions. Uh fucking Michigan, that their sessions are it's every, everyone is a whole like different beast. You know what I'm saying? Like the, so it's cool to see. Mm, interesting to observe. Mm, not lovely to know what not to do mm-hmm. and not to get caught slipping because it's just getting meaner. Everyone's so mean. <laughs> so um, that's why I appreciate you guys so much for being like solid. Cause you, once you get the solid ones, you got to hold them tight. So uh the the cups were crazy. My first cup. So so social media popped off for me because I was just a chick, honestly, and just sharing what I was doing and trying to like sprinkle knowledge beans because once you plant the beans, the seed grows and they're like, oh, yeah, you know, they got to do it themselves, though. It doesn't matter what the fuck I say. So um, I was just like pushing it because I spent a whole year Googling the same fucking things on the same goddamn form. So at least let me tell you what not to Google, you know what I'm saying? So that's kind of how I came at it. And um, Instagram was popping at the time. So my social following built real fast. And then uh, it just, my, my jam is colors, uh, purple weed. Uh, the first day I saw, I'm not talking like um, environmental manipulation, get it cold, blah, blah, blah. I'm talking like, Put it in the flower and day seven of flower, it's purple. Genetic trait. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, what am I looking? I'm I'm looking at a, a branch that's seven days. Dude, this is this. I mean, I'm trying to think of I mean GDP. GDP purple is purple urkel. This purple is, urkel is um, like violet this, colored. 
specific one. Cindy 99. Yeah, there you go. I mean, yeah, some of these that are, uh, I mean, there's some crazy ones like like truffle right now. The, the white truffle turns real Super dark purple. purple. Yeah, there's a lot of, it's nice when it's a naturally occurring and it's not played with, but I like when they also don't taste like a purple. Oh, yeah. And they have like a complex flavor. That sure banger is such yeah, a, a complex oh. one, man. Bossy Seed Co. Big shout out to that dude. Like yeah, crushing yeah. it. Yeah, NorCal Garden. Dio Farms too with like the oh, Zop. A lot of color. Very complex flavor, you know? It's Gray just one. not uh, assumptively like purplish. Uh, this one was the Black Cherry Cheesecake. Oh, yeah. Turned seven. Day seven was purple, like bleeding purple fire and then there was also do you guys remember um that um old woman seed breeder um melvinetics mel uh she grew the buckeye purple remember yep. that buckeye purple pitch black weed shit bro and she had done like so many like f2 f3 got into like f6 f7s mm-hmm. and she was all about sharing it and it's so funny she's an older hippie woman i think it might have been like ohio or oklahoma or something she found this strain and was growing it outside because cops would fly over and wouldn't think it was weed because of how purple it was. It turned purple day seven. It's like black. Yeah. It's like completely black. Gnarly. It's it's not even purple. It's black. Extra Yeah, it's, it's very different looking. And it was a chick. It was a woman breeder. So hard as fuck. I went hard mm. for her. Um. Uh. So colors. Colors got me. Speaking of archive, Fletch, he had um, Grimace OG turn purple day like 21 or so. So for me, um, when I was, I used to grow water lilies and water lotus. I uh, did the pond plants. Mm, um, there's the connection. Yeah. And I would take pictures of it. And, I, and I'm a photographer at heart. I like to like take photos and share the things. So all of it kind of related, like the end product and the fire and everything that's in this jar is great and all, but like weeks three through nine is where like my heart lies. I don't really care about the hanging day, two, first two days of hanging, I like that day too because all of the smells get a little weird as like um some chlorophyll things burn off. But I was about to say that's a weird time to like it. That's like the time I don't like it of everything. <laughs> visually, visually speaking, like it's so yeah, pretty because yeah. the leaves haven't like gotten all weird and nasty. Mm-hmm. And so okay, so with this colors of cannabis thing, that that's another thing that popped off with social media and me excuse me cotton mouth um yo it literally like you know when you have a monocrop of a plant a strain that's gonna turn purple um and suddenly you walk in there uh day fucking 56 and the whole row is just black and it happened overnight and you're like holy fuck and and then you start to flush and stuff so those purples fade to like the reds and the really candy like light pinks Maroon. and stuff. Cause those mm-hmm. colors don't come out on a green strain. It'll only fade to yellow. The big, bright, red, sexy, robust ones, like in the cookies, anything DJ Durban. Shorts flow. Mm-hmm. Pat guys have seen some beautiful colors. runs of that. So gnarly. And yo, so once those start to fade after you like start cutting back on things, all of that's like an environmental stress trigger. Like you know when you when you um when you increase your EC you increase your lights, PPFD, you increase your irrigation event, like how frequent you're doing because you increase your CO2 levels. Everything is ramping up because one without the other doesn't make sense and it becomes the weakest link. Mm-hmm. So 
So when you're doing all of those kind of like triggers, Mm -hmm. also the back end of those triggers are doing things that what we're all familiar with, like dropping the room temperatures back, um, maybe like watering heavier so the drybacks aren't so severe, like just playing with the different like stress triggers, literal. Intensity of lighting. Yeah, those come back too Mm -hmm. because we're mimicking what the plant does in, um, in the fall. Um, everything gets colder. Things are not as bioavailable in the soil because the ground is cooler. The air is cooler. Things become more. So it's all these things, the different light spectrum in the summer and the late fall. Environmental triggers to the plant is tell it like it's time to finish. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, so with that being said, that visual cue that we start to see with mm-hmm. all those mean fades that that window of sexy fade, every rainbow color possible that a plant could ever manifest literally lasts like 24 to 36 hours. And then it becomes like necrotic and all of the chlorosis and necrocetin. Yeah, that word sets in and it's not as pretty anymore. It's all crinkly and weird. So it's like- Time out um, your flush, you're basically mm -hmm. saying. You got to really time out your flush and time out your crop cut down. Because you got a three to five day window where that's perfect. And then it starts to really deteriorate. Do things. Yeah. Yeah. Get weird. And it's like, um, it's like that little window of opportunity because there were so many small, these were not giant rooms. They were like 20 by 40, like a 30 by 50. Like perfect. Right. Like super niche. We got to really like get into a lot of flavors like Dungeon Vault Genetics and his humble pie. Um, so much cult classics gear. His stuff is fire all fucking day. I'm doing a giant seed hunt on cement shoes, F2s. So it's going to be like all the wild cards of the F2s are super wild because across the board, we already know that the cement shoes is super fire, mm-hmm. but like the F2 generation is where it's at. You know what I'm saying? If you're like looking for those outliers. So great breeder. Yeah. So smart, like super pumped to, to be. Um, still rocking his stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also doing like a fucking gigantic seed hunt through a lot of Oni's gear. Um, shout out to Doc. Shout out, yo, the, I got a flavors list recently of um, some of the work that's been going on on the Oni side for the last three years. And it was like mind blowing. I think the main terpene profile is like some fucking crazy ass lime crosses and some, I'll just show you the list and you'll be like, whoa, <laughs> whoa, bro. Yeah. A lot of breeders doing great work right now. Anyone you want to give a shout out to? I mean, overall the industry, oh. anything. Mm. Okay. Oh man. Shout out. Okay. Two, two of them. Firstly, shout out to Floraflex for fucking like making some dreams come true, right? Like all of that stuff is super magical to be able to watch and see how it goes down and see the data. Um, they run a lot of like the uh, meters um, sub subsoil so we can see what everything's happening. And because everything's like in-house um, in terms of like the nutrients or Floraflex, the um, amount of pressure per um, two-way dripper that's required on the parallel two-way drippers is uh, a thing. And they've gone through, it's like um, showcased uh, on, on the 
um, what you see on the Instagrams and stuff is showcased round after round in terms of like, this is what we saw these last rounds and this is what we're seeing these rounds. And they've brought in like, yo, there's a fucking LED that just came out from them that's pushing like 6,000 PPMs, like six inches from the light. PPFD? PPFD. Mm -hmm. 6,000 PPFD from the light, from, from six inches from the light. Colors are growing. But then also three, four feet away on an LED, three, four feet away, we're still sitting at like 800, 900. So it's like still sexy, robust, amazingness. And then the big giant cola, because in particular, this round went on top. So it was just to see like the natural, because all of us are always manipulating plants. We are always like trying to make the plants do what what we feel is best for the space that we're sticking them in. And, and if it doesn't go our way, then the plants won't reward you. Dude, it's just crazy that some, if you're not running the, if you're not running a strain in terms of like you top it and then you untop it, like not, no pruning, no, like just let it run naturally just to see what it does, because you're not going to know if it's going to have, a, an aggressive lateral branching if you're heavily manipulating it out the gate. Like you kind of, if, if in terms, if you're trying to dial in some strains in terms of trying to figure out how it's going to run best in your space, you, I feel like you have to definitely see what it does naturally instead of like, yeah, it takes three to four runs to figure out a plan. Ooh, I like that number. Yeah. But I mean, Overall, that's that's huge, though. That's huge. You got that. I mean, we could grow talk for hours. I already know oh, this. We yeah, go six yeah. hours yeah, on yeah. just grow mm-hmm. talk. Mm-hmm. It's a whole thing. It's because we all want to share all the things that we. Um, but yeah, shout out to Floraflex because they're. It's funny. A lot of the the so, man. I think they're creating waves in the sense that like, it's not really about money in terms for them they're really just trying to be supportive of the cultivator and my biggest example on that is like the led dance that all these companies have done over the last year or two they all come from like the same five factories overseas they're all the same fucking same it's just some companies ended up releasing it for a thousand dollars twelve hundred dollars fourteen hundred dollars off rip out the gate and Floriflex released the same, same, same for 650 bucks out the gate. So it's like, obviously something is, is being said in terms of there's a lot of like overpricing being done on like the sales end or the hydro stores ends or the, um, uh, uh, and it's not exactly favorable to the cultivator. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you think about like the nutrient market and, and the funny thing is, is like I've ran like so many variety or so many brands, so many nutrient brands, because for one, as growers, we get sent the things because they want you to run it so you can promote it and exposure. Everybody loves exposure. I think we have ashes. There you go. <laughs> um, so everybody loves exposure and um, it gets to where you've, dialed in something so well that you really don't give fuck all about what is coming your way because you already know something that works and it's not conducive of like winging it on a new thing. 
And um, of all of the, there's a lot of good nutrient brands out there. I mean, some of the first like home runs I fucking hit was, um, was Mills, Mills Nutrients was, uh, Mills paid the bills, yo. They were fucking flossy. Shout out to Aaron. And uh, it, it was a nice, um, it was a nice thing. The problem was, was the volume of nutrients that I needed. I didn't pick it up at the hydro store. I had it shipped to me on pallets and it, it's a liquid nutrient. So, so shipping gets expensive sometimes, you know what I'm saying? And, and when we look at like liquid nutrients, sometimes we have to consider it's a, it's a water that we're paying for. So I really rocked with Floriflex because it was like, I was able to add my own fucking water. You know what I'm saying? Like I could just mix it up and it's clean, a thousand percent clean where there's things aren't building up. There's no weird residue. There's no weird biofilms. I can make a fucking resin, leave it alone, maybe agitate it, mix it like once a day. Doesn't have to be constantly stirred. There's no fallout on the bottom. Clean as fuck, bro. And it's like I, uh, I've done a lot of um, different companies. I actually... Um, shout out to Earth Juice. I'm going to run some of their like organic uh, products because um, Floriflex is minerals. So I'm going to see what kind of terpenes I can get with uh, some juicy organic inputs because that's good. I've done, I used to do soil and organics all the time, but you just don't want to do that with drip lines. So um, it's important to be really, use really clean inputs. But mm-hmm. yeah, shout out to Floriflex for like providing the stage and like, dude, really. We sat down and we had a conversation. He's been like a homie in real life for a long time, like um, has always. uh, So I've done a lot of different nutrient companies and I come back to Floriflex nutrients year after year because it it just slayed, utterly slayed. And not that the other stuff wasn't great. It was like it took out, you know, sometimes you can like walk away mid eight part nutrient fucking um uh, instructions because some of these advanced nutrients is what, like a nine piece recipe that you got to buy all nine bottles to make magic happen or whatevs. And sometimes you run it a few times, you know, which ones you can cut out and not have to pay for it. Um, or just large volumes of parts in your, it, you can keep it real fucking simple. And it gets to where you like get a text message. Yo, I'm the queen of flooding reservoirs. First of all, I'll flood every fucking girl I'll ever step into. It's just natural. Oh, man. But Hell no. <laughs> just saying. ADHD. <laughs> heads up, heads up, <laughs> right? Yeah, no. That and I have fucking done the number where, um, where I'm like mixing part A, walk away to make sure I'm turning the res off so it doesn't overflow, come back. And I'm like, man, did I put a part A in there already? Uh-huh. Or... Uh-huh. Can't do that. Or am I double part ang? I've done it. So you learn from that. You go through that. But when you're doing it on a large scale, that's an expensive fucking mistake, bro. Can't do it. Can't fucking do it. And you, and when you're talking about eight opportunities to fuck up, and this is me, I I consider myself. I'm I I can throw down in the garden all fucking day, no questions asked. This is you asking me to put somebody else in charge of. Me making sure that he can add all eight in the appropriate fashion. So, so it gets risky after a time, but Floriflex is like part one, part two, done. So, so it just, it takes out a lot of, it's just peace of mind. It performs. I come back every time, every time I stray, 
I've come back. So here we are like six years later, like, all right, let's do some dancing together. So now I like officially rock with Floraflex. I I think on paper it's considered like a brand ambassador. Um, So uh, I take a lot of footage of all the new things. It's super cool what they're doing. Um, They're kind of trying to move towards like a one-stop shop situation where you can like discreetly order online as a cultivator and it just shows up at your door, unmarked box, boom, boom, boom. Right. Yeah. Super no, big convenient. shout out Floraflex and everything they're doing for the grow community and simplifying everything you just said. I mean, that's awesome. Yeah. We, we rock with a bunch of different brands and all of them put out great products. Yeah. You can find all that on FSOTD.com and yes. stoked to have you, Miss Radrifer. Uh, where can they find you on uh, line? So, uh, Instagram. Give them like where they can reach out to you, Miss Radrifer. Miss Radrifer on Instagram, Miss Radrifer on the YouTube, Miss Radrifer on Twitch. Mm-hmm. Um, I stream on Wednesdays. I just shoot the shit. Uh, I've got, I think it's Tribe Reefer. So, something that I've been doing is um, kind of stacking a grow course, like a guided grow course that, you know, if you as a cultivator, you've done a few rounds, but you kind of want to see what you can like. You know, I have this bundle for you and and I'm here with you every week to let you know like what the beat is. I have a I've had a couple tribes mates, um, you know, how you like test the waters to make sure that all imposter syndrome isn't there and that you could really guide somebody. It really was pandemic related, too, because you can't go and visit anymore. So it was like, yo, I'll guide you. So I'm super pumped to hear that everybody was hella stoked that did the things with me. So now I'm like considering wrapping it up into a bundle so it's like tribereefer.com just making a tribe dope that's yeah. what it's about mm-hmm. honestly knowledge <laughs> knowledge is power follow miss rad reefer and you already know first Dabs. smoke of the day absolutely Dabs. man's first smoke of the day episode 48 peace yeah What's up? I want to take a second to talk about Grow Generation, the largest hydroponic retailer in the country, over 60 stores nationwide. Go to growgeneration.com and enter in the code first smoke. Become a part of the family. Let's go where the pros go to grow. Hey, calling all breeders and growers to the world's largest online seed bank, neptuneseedbank.com. Check out this. I got goodies from all the best breeders in the market. To go here and change your game in your garden, go to NeptuneSeedBank.com. You can get Blackleaf and you can get all the best breeders in the game. NeptuneSeedBank.com, first smoke of the day sent you. Let's talk about Athena, one of the number one nutrient companies in the world. Athena Nutrients. Blackleaf, tell them how you use IPM in your garden. Athena IPM, one of the best products out right now for IPM management. This product passed testing for legal facilities and is what is what I use in my garden. Blackleaf approved, Athena IPM. This product and all other products, athenaag.com. Go check them out. Appreciate you guys. Yo, welcome to the Diamond Mine, the diamondmine.la, California source for boutique genetics, powered by yours truly, Blackleaf. And you know what that means? That means I'm bringing my best genetics into this. I'm bringing stuff I've been hiding, harboring away, stuff I haven't wanted to let out. We're bringing all that into the diamondmine.la and we're gonna offer that to California. Go on our website, hit the newsletter and see if you could rock with us. Get on board with some of our genetics and change your garden. The diamondmine.la powered by Blackleaf. We're here holding Power SI, and we want to talk a little bit about what this can do for your garden. It's a game-changing product I use in my garden. Foliar, res feeds. 
I recommend it to all growers. This is a game changer. Go to PowerSI and enter in the code FIRSTSMOKE to get a discount. Yo, we're right here at TLC Collective, home of the Jungle Boys, where they've been playing with fire since 2006, right here in Los Angeles, California. It's at Jungle Boys on all social media, jungleboys.com, and if you wanna see for yourself, come right here to TLC Collective, man. Let's check it out.